Speaking the truth about money is for anyone ready and willing to examine their negative thinking about money, let go of the false narrative of the scarcity mindset, and has the courage to change the way they think and talk about money. My name is Martin Coward, former Fortune 100 wealth manager turned prosperity mindset coach on a mission to eradicate the scarcity mindset from our planet. Each week, we share stories with extraordinary people changing the future by changing the way they think about money to the truth. We are powerful human beings with infinite resources, including money, to create a world of abundance and prosperity for everyone to enjoy. Let's get started. Hello and good afternoon. And welcome to Speaking the Truth About Money, where for 30 minutes, we're going to have conversations about the truth about money. We're going to look at how we've had negative beliefs about money that are impacting our lives in not such a great way. Because they're really just false beliefs. They're stories we make up about money that just simply aren't true. And the basic belief is that there's not enough, that money is a, is, an, is a finite amount of resource, and there's only so much in the planet, and I better get my fair share before anybody else does, or I'm not going to get to the top. <laughs> well, that's a pretty painful and a destructive way of looking at the world and ourselves and our relationship to money. And I know, because I had that mentality for some most of my life, probably. And I'm not going to go too much into my story, but the reality is I almost got to the edge of bankruptcy when I realized it was all my pain, all my suffering was based on a big lie that there wasn't enough. And I wasn't enough. So when I realized the truth is there's more than enough. Money is an infinite resource to creation. And when we understand that at our core being and we begin to live from heart space, everything changes. So these conversations are all about how do we shift our mindset from thinking negative thoughts about money to the truth of the positive thoughts, the abundance mindset. And today I'm so excited to have Tracy Bissett as our guest today. She is a financial coach and she works with entrepreneurs and new business owners to help them cultivate financial well-being. She combines both the mindset and the external solutions that people can have in order to have a healthy, prosperous relationship to money and finances. And like me, she came out of a fairly traditional wealth management banking background. So I want to ask her to start with telling a little bit of her story, how you, Tracy, went from being a somewhat traditional banker, I believe, and lender mm -hmm. to getting into this space of coaching people into financial wellness. Thank you, Martin. I'm really excited to be here with you today. I love talking about money and uh, everybody watching and listening should know I have loved money since I was a little kid, uh, seven years old. I learned at that point that money could help you do things and get you things that you wanted. So I've had a fairly unemotional relationship with money for a very long time, uh, which has served me well and is very unique. Um, but I was always hustling, figuring out how I could get things done. Uh, I went on to business school and then I thought I would work at a bank for 
for one year, maybe two years, um, but I started in the area of commercial lending. I supported business owners through all stages of, of business, through all sizes of business, and then eventually got into risk management. So I started approving loans for businesses all across Canada, some in the U.S. as well. I'm based in Toronto, Ontario. And then uh, like what happens in financial services, um, from time to time, there was a big restructuring. My seat was taken away from the table, and so I was left figuring out what to do. And uh, it would have been very easy to get another job in banking. Um, when you build up um, 15, 16 years of expertise, there, there's lots of demand for it, especially on the credit side where you're adjudicating loans. Um, but I took a pause and decided to put all of the things that I like to do together uh, and really focused on um, and really brought my mission to life. And it's really around helping young adults and entrepreneurs better their relationship, better understand money so that they can focus on what they do best uh, and that money doesn't need to become a barrier or personal finance or business finance doesn't need to be a barrier to all of the things that you want to do. Once you've got it handled, then you can really just live your life with confidence and, and less stress. I completely agree. In your travels, what do you think is probably the biggest mindset obstacle? What is the one belief that people have about money? I mean, there's things like you got to have money to make it or you got to in order to in order to be wealthy, you need to go out and sacrifice everything that you enjoy in order to make financial goals your number one priority in life. Or, you know, in me and the gay by trans community, we often feel as gay people, we always feel a little already feel a little less than our straight counterparts. So we often feel like we have to work harder than our straight counterparts just to prove our worth in the world. So we often find ourselves sacrificing our families and things like that. What do you, what do you run into uh, of, of that nature in your travels with coaching with young entrepreneurs, et cetera? So two things. One that you've already mentioned is really that scarcity mindset that if Martin's getting something, that means it must be less that I have. And it's a really uh, pervasive belief that many people hold. Uh, the other one is that, oh, I wasn't good at math at school. There's no way I can learn. And, <laughs> and people just are like, ah, it's too hard. I can't figure it out. Kind of that giving up and that it's so complicated. And I mean, there, there's reasons for that. Um, number one, uh, certainly school system in Canada, and I don't think it's any different in the U.S., doesn't prepare you um, to tackle personal finance, let alone business finances. Um, so you're not equipped. The school points the finger at families and families, I don't know where they would have learned. So I don't know how they're equipped to teach their, their children. Um, and so it kind of becomes this vicious cycle that continues. And if people are feeling like, well, I don't know math, I can't figure this out. Also, I've got to hold on to everything I've got. It really creates a negative environment where you're not even open to learning. And that's the conversation we need to be yeah, having and change that narrative. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you as, as a mindset coach, the ego thinking, ego, ego showing, it can't stand not knowing. And it thinks it knows everything. So if it doesn't <laughs> know something that it thinks it should know, then it just makes up a story that's not true. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. That's what you know, I don't know. I don't know. But my experience is that really people learn their competency in their fields. They learn to be doctors. They learn mm -hmm. to be, be coaches. They learn, they learn all those critical skills in order to do their job what they don't teach and what i think is sorely missing and that's it's a good thing that's what you and i get to do as coaches yeah. is how to turn all that wisdom knowledge that craft into money to a revenue stream 
there's no one teaching you that. So all what we got growing up, what we learn is how money can be used as a tool for reward and punishment. Yes, absolutely. And I'm curious to hear from you how that might play in some of, do you hear that? How do you hear that story sometimes when you're trying to get people to have a, a more healthy relationship to their money? So I work with entrepreneurs across all different industries. It doesn't really matter what industry they're in. Sales are typically below 2 million. So from startup up to kind of um, hiring a bigger team. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the biggest uh, issue I see with them is around pricing. And so not charging enough for products and services. And there's a couple things that feed into that. So one, if you're, you think you're not good at math and you don't look at the numbers, you're not covering your costs. So that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it. But then what really permeates is uh, those feelings or insecurities we have about ourselves. And when we try to tell our customers the price. <laughs> and so you might rationally figure out how much you need to charge. You've done a scan of the landscape, what other people are offering. You've articulated all of your value. But when you go to tell the price, all these doubts come up. Am I worth it? Uh, how dare I charge that? And we, uh, most of us have well-intentioned friends or family members who actually say that to us. How mm -hmm. dare you? Like, who do you think you are that you can charge that, Tracy? Uh, and, and then we've got all these voices in our head that then we lower the price or we don't ask or we don't even um, try to make the sale in the first place. Right. And then we get into this place in our business where we're not helping the people that with our, our talent that we have. Um, because we can't actually get them to become customers. Or if we do, we're not charging what we need to. And now we're putting our uh, our business in jeopardy, our family life in, in jeopardy, and we're not able to support our community as a whole either because we're not being as successful as we could be. I will tell you, this is people don't believe this, but most of my new clients don't understand this. But when people are struggling with money, it always comes down to a worthiness issue. When you're saying, I can't afford it, First of all, don't ever say that because it's not true. <laughs> you don't know if you can afford something or not. You don't, you know, you you may not have the money right this moment, but that doesn't mean you're not going to have the money in 30 minutes or an hour. And if you get let go of that limiting belief, I can't afford it, and ask yourself the question, how can I afford it? Two things will happen. You'll either go into a place of one, you go into heart space and you ask the divine part of you, the creative genius within ourselves. Is this right for me? Mm -hmm. Because I know that we both have fairly high ticket uh, costs for our coaching services, both the group and the one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And I run into this every single time is that I can't afford you. I can't afford that program. And I'm like, is that really the problem? It's hard to say this, but I have to kind of work into it. But it always comes down to a worthiness issue. I, am I worth it? For me as a prosperity coach to get somebody through that, that minefield of, of believing their worth, whatever the cost is, if it's going to get them where they want to go, that's worth it. That's the issue. And that's the issue I think that we teach to, I teach to my coaches as well, because that's what I do. I mean, I teach, I work with highly driven gay, bi, trans business leaders who have gotten every more credentials and more things than I've got. <laughs> However, there's a disportion that, gap between what value they can bring and what they're capable of bringing to the world for the betterment of the world, really, and the amount of money that they're making. 
So part of the whole process of coming online with me is to help them get to the point where if they write me that check and they there is a transformational experience in that in itself. It's just, sure. oh, by the God, I am worth it. I am worth I am worth $12,000 a year to be part of Martin's group programs because he's going to help me get where I want to go. And I'd like to hear a little bit from your perspective about how you help your clients walk through that because that's what it always is. Absolutely. And so we typically start with the nuts and bolts training. So what is cash flow? Money coming in, money going out, the timing that it happens. And we work through uh, an actual cash flow forecast. So I'm coming at it from a different angle than you are, but it brings up those same questions. And though, and then through some carefully placed questions, um, all of that stuff starts to come out. You want to um, be able to pay yourself X amount per month. Great. What would we have to do, or what would you have to do in your business to make that happen? How many more clients would that be? Exactly. Um, could you bring on a team member who could be responsible for some of your duties so you could be freed up for a lead generation or whatever it is? And so then we place it with numbers. And then though, um, no, I can't do that because I won't be able to find a person or I don't want to hire them ahead of getting the revenue. And so then you get to the bottom of what are those insecurities and those feelings. But if we can show it with numbers, I find that allows people to, to open up and I go as far as they want to go on that angle. Some people are more closed off, don't really want to dive into that. And they're, they're comfortable enough knowing that um, they've seen the numbers. They know that they can assess this now properly on their own going forward. And yes, they can afford it or no, they can't at this time because it's not a forever thing. Um, most people can go out and generate sales if they need to, if there's something they want to do. Yes, and with the right motivation. Yeah. So with cash flow, you're looking at from the logical side of it, how you can actually get your return on your investment. You know, look at it totally from a return on, and I do too. Uh, sometimes for a lot of reasons, I want them to get in the first 90 days an annual return mm -hmm. on what they invest in me. For one, it gives them the confidence they need to know that they're spending money in a good way. They're making that money that they weren't making before because they've learned they are worth it. Yeah. You are worth it. I'm telling you. And I had to do this myself. Tracy and I are both part of a group called the Unstoppable Entrepreneurs. And that's a pretty high ticket coaching program. Very high ticket coaching mm -hmm. program in my for a group program specifically. It's more in line with you don't only pay for a one-on-one -on -one coaching program, but it's a group program. But I gotta tell you, once I made that commitment and I let go of it, I had a transformational shift. This is Martin's worth it. And that's what's given me, and they've given me, and I've given me the confidence and the security to grow my business. And so from my perspective, I'm just sharing that experience with the world so they can have what I've got. Absolutely. And so coming at it from the numbers standpoint, and a lot of people think you've got to change your whole business in order to make this happen. And with the numbers, you can quickly show people what happened. Look what happens if you bought two more sales. Look what happens if you freed up five hours of your time a month. Let's quantify it. And that usually can get through to kind of the first level. And then the emotional stuff starts to come up and, and we yeah. need to have those conversations. Um, I was just working with a business owner that has um, a resort in a smaller community. So we got through how could we change the pricing so they could become more profitable and do the reinvestment into the resort that they wanted. Um, but then the, the dialogue switched to, um, okay, now that we've quantified it, 
And then, then there started to be some objections around, well, what are the people going to say? I mean, we've had this price forever and now we're going to change this price. And, and what are they going to say about me? And we're new owners. We took it over from the old owners. And now it's about the people in the community and, and who they're going to see every day. And it brings up that, that uh, scarcity, that unworthiness. Um, I said, okay, well, let's brainstorm what we would say if somebody asks us, like, what are you doing? Well, there's been increases in pretty much every cost. Every business owner knows that. And you haven't moved your prices. And, and so helping them get comfortable um, from a, a place of logic and rational um, thought so they can actually defend or, or um, not, not defend because that's not the right word, but actually just respond to the criticism that they're facing without kind of crumbling and reverting on their decisions. So yeah, it's to build up those small confidence um, boosts. Yeah, and I find that people who criticize us it's, it's it's also they they don't feel like they're worth it yeah <laughs> it's really it's it always comes down to a worthiness issue they think they can't make it because they don't have enough money they they think they can't make it because they don't have enough education i mean i i, I had this young kid this nice young guy on the phone with me the other day and he was telling me about his story and then he told me that he, he, he worried all the time about money and he was especially worried because he was about to spend a hundred thousand dollars to get his master's degree. I said, "Well, why? If you're worried about money, why are you spending a hundred thousand dollars to get a master's degree?" And he went to tell me this story about the fact that he, he had a master's degree that was going to put him put him at the front of the line to be the CEO of a tourist company. I said, "That is heartbreaking." That's not the reason to invest. It's not going to be the reason, no. Um, if, if you're if you're telling me you're you're really interested in learning about this stuff and that's and you're and you're passionate about how to be the best, you want to master that, that would be one conversation. But if you think you're going to get a return of your investment of a hundred thousand dollars by going to getting a master's degree, that's that's your purpose. Let it go. Go be the CEO today. Yeah, I'm, I'm very well educated. I've got a bachelor of commerce. I've got a master's in business. I'm a chartered financial analyst. And I am amazed every single day um, by the results that I see from business owners. Um, some who maybe just graduated from high school, some have college, maybe some have one degree. But it's what you do with what you know. And it's a combination of your Absolutely. what you learn in a structured formal environment, but also your experience. And education does not dictate your future success path. I'm a proponent of education, but I think you can be over-credentialed by, by way of trying to compensate for, for, for how you yeah. feel. But there, there is a time where you've just got to do. And what you make of your experience and your education is what eventually will come to be. So. Exactly. And if you look at real, real thought leaders, one of my influencers is a guy named Ray Dalio. And I don't remember exactly what his education, but it, it, but in none of what he talks about how he succeeded. He's built one of the largest hedge fund investment firms in the world. He's he is a one of the top 100 richest people in the planet. And he write he wrote a book called Principles, which I highly recommend to anybody starting a business because that's how he built that business. It wasn't on his education or he was smarter than any. He wasn't smarter than anybody. But he, he built it on principles of listening and building something that was for people's betterment, not for his own purpose. You know, mm -hmm. totally way before his time in the world of creating uh, what we what I call a people first profits follow business. And that's that is the wave of the current future. The old idea of that 
that comes out of the scarcity mindset. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to force my way <laughs> to the top. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to kill at all costs to get to the top. That is over. You know, we are now corporation. And I'm so excited about the, the new world we live in of collaboration. I mean, just yesterday when they announced when we we're toward, toward the environment and electric cars, mm-hmm. and there was a meeting with all of the major with the, with the Biden administration and all of the major car manufacturers, presidents and CEOs, and they're all on board because they know it's better for everybody. That is the new CEO. That is the new leader of today, a man or a woman who is passionate about what they do and they, and they want to make a difference in the world. They are trustworthy and transparent. They understand empathy. They can feel what it feels like to be struggling and to be and to not be able to feed your family. They can have compassion for the people they lead, and they're confident in what they do, which is what we all do well. Yeah, and certainly so many people taking action to deal with structural um, problems that have been in existence for so many years. Um, I'm going to get the names wrong, but I saw it this week in the news. I think it's Jay Z and another partner are. Um, to help uh, the black community. They're having a rent, they've created a rent to buy program um, because generational wealth comes through home ownership. Um, Like that is such a wonderful use of funds and to set up something like that is tremendous because that changes generations for the future to create more equality. And that's what people are looking for. And that's that's what I mean by collaboration. Mm -hmm. The haves haves are, are, are coming to become more generous with what they have. And that's a huge shift. That's yeah. the kind of mindset shift we're talking about. Absolutely. And I, I think when you you put your customers first, you put people first, everything tends to follow. Uh, and I'm a huge advocate of staying on your numbers, having a regular time to check in with them. Because when something becomes a routine, then it's not so scary. And also then you're dealing with things in bite-sized pieces. So any insecurities that pop up, you can kind of deal with them in the moment. And it's not this once a quarter or once a year thing you're trying to deal with. So make make money a routine, make talking about it part of your daily life, um, not having stress around it or emotional attachment around it. And, and just observe what you're thinking and feeling when certain things happen and then see how you might be able to make a shift. I think that's wonderful. I want to, I want to ask you one, one more question because we're getting close to the hour. And that I know you work with new entrepreneurs and I'm, I bet you out there, there are people I know for a fact there are, that are out there still in their nine to five job. And they're afraid that they're yearning to go create their own business. They're yearning to create their own business, but they're afraid. They're afraid of losing that paycheck. They're afraid of losing Mm -hmm. What would you tell those people who are wanting to make the leap into becoming a small business owner? What would you tell them to do as the first step? Maybe the second and third step. Yeah, a couple things. Firstly, I would try it as a side hustle. So get permission from your employer. That's really important um, because sometimes that can be a, a reason they may let you go if you're, you're doing something in violation of your contract. But make sure you like the work because things uh, are, can be romanticized when we're not doing them all the time. So let's see if we really like doing it. And then if we will want to um, commit our, ourselves to it, if we like it and we want to do it full time, uh, create a business plan. Um, make sure that you price things out, that you've got enough runway and cash uh, to keep you going because everything takes longer uh, to materialize than you think. It costs more and it takes longer than you think. 
um, and, and get someone to help you if you don't know how to do that. Um, because you want to understand, can you make money and can you replace your, your corporate income if you need that? Um, if you have um, a cushion and you have some more latitude in terms of building up um, your revenue and your profit over time, that's great. Um, but first, make sure you like it and then and see if it makes sense. And just because your first idea, if it doesn't make sense, that doesn't mean that's a sign you shouldn't pursue small business ownership. Uh, it means you might need to tweak your idea. And so for yeah. me, a, a business plan that shows it doesn't work, to me, that's not a failure. That's actually an excellent use of your time and your money. So find your next idea and make it work. I love that. That is, that is excellent. So uh, Tracy, if people want to meet you and get in touch with you and get to know you and see how you could help them, what's the best and the easiest way for people to find you? LinkedIn is the best place. So Tracy has an E, this, it has two S's, two T's. I uh, would love to hear comments, questions, and all my contact information is on my profile. And uh, would love to leave a gift for your audience, if I may, Martin. Absolutely. Because uh, I've talked about the importance of having a dedicated time to look at your finances, at least monthly, but certainly weekly puts it in smaller bite-sized chunks. Um, so I have a money meeting agenda to get you started. Uh, so you can download it at bizmoneycoach.ca. Um, so that will, the first meeting might be just looking at the agenda and then the next meeting you're going to get started. Um, but it gives you a place to start if this has been an area you've really been avoiding in your business. Uh, so money meeting agenda at bizmoneycoach.ca. So, I, and I would take Tracy up on that and I would give her a call and, and, mm -hmm. and, and I've really enjoyed being in the same coaching group with Tracy and that's how we're, why we're here is because mm -hmm. we we've been in, we've been participating in, in the same program and I know her business and my business are both going well because of that of what we're sharing with you today I mean we didn't know either that's and that's what coaches do we're good coaches they we just share what we've learned as I've mentioned earlier I am a spiritual teacher a prosperity and mindset coach working with gay bisexual and transgender business leaders to help them grow their businesses doing what they love business should not be a struggle it should be something we enjoy doing and it shouldn't be driven by fear. It should be driven by love. And that's what, that's what we're all about. So I've got a Facebook group called financial heart space for gay, transgender and bisexual men. And it's a sanctuary, if you will, for gay, bi, transgender and queer business leaders to, to love and support each other, really to be able to open up and tell our stories. And one thing that I encourage, I encourage you to come on, introduce you and tell your why. Let, let us support you in branding yourself. I don't want you to come on there and start selling your products. That's a different story. But I encourage you to join our Facebook group, come in and practice going live, telling us your story, who you are and why you do it. And let us be the safe place for you to get to know other people and appreciate what you're doing in the world. Because it is scary, particularly when you're new and you're going out. And mm -hmm. if you're not making, this is it. If you're not, making the kind of money you think you're worth definitely join us because you've got a lot of company in there <laughs> <laughs> you've got a lot of company and we are using this platform as a place to show that you really are worth it you've got a great talented and that's really connected in our what i call the authentic creative queer nature that we have so if, if that's you please join us in our Facebook group, I have another Facebook group called uh, the Financial Mystic Sanctuary for everybody to come in and learn how we apply spiritual principles to solving financial problems. Thank you so much for joining us today. And Tracy, thank you so much for coming out and sharing your wisdom and your experience and your expertise and your story. 
I, I just love that we're friends and that we're, we're fellow coaches together in this program. And I've really enjoyed and appreciated what you've done for us today. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Martin. It's been my privilege. I really love uh, love our chats. And it's uh, interesting how we come at money from uh, different perspectives, but the same um, thoughts and, and really want the best for everybody when exactly. it comes to their finances. Thank you for saying that because it's, it's not like there's, there are many paths up the mountain. And that's the whole purpose of me having guests on here is that I want to hear your perspectives on climbing that mountain. So thank you for helping us get some new new ideas and new perceptions. So thank you so much and may love and prosperity prevail. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you appreciated where we can improve, and any topic you want to know about for future episodes. If you would like to find out more ways you can participate in the Abundance Mindset and Prosperity Living Movement, join our private Facebook group, The Financial Mystics Sanctuary. If you are a gay, transgender, or bisexual man, ready and willing to explore how negative thinking about money is impacting you and our tribe, join our private Facebook group, Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men, a sanctuary for GBTQ business leaders to love and support each other. May love and prosperity prevail.